Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. My scripture reading today comes from Jeremiah 31, chapter 7 through 14, and then I'll be reading John 1, 10 to 18. I'd like to follow along. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on the level path where they will not stumble because I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scatters Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will ransom Jacob and redeem them from the land of those stronger than they. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord, the grain and the new wine and the oil, the young of the flocks and herds. They will be like a well-watered garden and they will sorrow no more. Then maidens will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priest with abundance and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. And from John 1, beginning at 10. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I found something interesting that I wanted to run by you here. The book of Jeremiah, my Bible says, is the longest book in the Bible. I always thought Psalms was, but let me clarify. Psalms has more chapters, but the book of Jeremiah contains more words. 
more words. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? And it says he did a lot of uh, poetic writing and a lot of stuff that was kind of uh, in code that we have to understand. So some of it can be interesting. But if you read the book of Jeremiah, it begins and he's talking about the things that are going to happen. That there's going to be a famine with the Israelites, there's going to be drought, and, and then he even gets down to the point where he says that the Babylonians will overtake the Israelites and the Babylonians will carry the Israelites to other parts, as he would say, of the world. But we know that would have been of what we call the Middle East. So of their area, because they didn't know how far the land really went around them. But we know that at one point, the Babylonians did overtake the Israelites and they were all scattered around the country of their area. And yet, when we get to chapter 31 of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is now declaring that the Lord will bring them back together. He will gather the remnant. And I want you to think about that. He's going to restore Israel. Think about, are we like Israel, that we can be restored the way they were restored? If you think about it, in their day, Israel was the chosen people. God chose Israel, not because of anything in particular that they had done, just because God chose them to be his chosen people. But we know that since Jesus has came to this earth, that Jesus said that, what, we are all the chosen people. Every one of us. It doesn't matter our nationality, it doesn't matter our color, our creed, it doesn't matter. We are all chosen by God. So as Jeremiah talks about how the remnant, we know that the remnant of Israel many times got down to so small of a group, even like when Joseph went to Egypt, it became where there was only, what, 70 some people. And yet God always collected them back together. And he's telling this story, Jeremiah is in 31, of how the people will be gathered back together. They will be back in Israel, back in Jerusalem. And it says that they will be praising God. They will sing for joy. They will shout for joy. They will be the people that God wanted them to be. And I think sometimes we're a little alike the Israelites. We have a tendency to, to follow God and be close to God and live our lives in a good way, but somehow it doesn't seem to take very much and we stray away from it. And God here is trying to tell us that we need to be like the Israelites that's gathered together and now they are back <coughs> worshiping God. This is a new year. And I know for all of us, the last two years have been a major challenge. I think every one of us could say that. We've had problems, we've had situations in our lives that's been a struggle for everybody. We're not sure how to handle the situation with the COVID, whether we can get together, whether we can't. You know, there's so many variables going on. But I believe that he's telling us that now we have a new year. So let's look at this new year in a different way. Let's think of it as a new life, a life change for each and every one of us. And I pray that as we think about this new life, that we can rejoice in God, that we can be God's people. 
We need to learn how to rejoice with God. I think sometimes we forget that part. We, we spend our hour on Sunday, and then what happens? We kind of tend to forget who God is, where he is, and where we are. But we are all part of God's family. And to be part of God's family, we need to be living like he's trying to tell us to live, with joy. Sing with joy. Rejoice. We need to find that comfort, that comfort and peace that only God can give us. But yet sometimes we tend to forget about God. We tend to slip away from God. And he's saying that as they were gathered together, he said they will come back praying. As they are returning, they will be praying. Now I wonder how often do we actually pray? I know there's some people that are very good at prayers. There's people that are good at praying all the time. But think about when we talked about the word. We can pray to God in our minds. It is okay, believe it or not. I know we think we should pray out loud. We should pray so other people will hear us. And yes, that's a good thing too. We do prayers if someone leads a prayer, but we all think in our minds of the prayer. So we need to learn to pray to God, or at least be thinking about God, more often in our lives. I know sometimes that's hard to do. You think, I'm busy doing this, or I'm busy doing that. I do a lot of praying while I'm driving. A lot of times you can talk to God. And, and have you ever taken the time to roll down your window in your car and yell, praise God? I know that sounds dumb, but I'm going to tell you what, it's a good feeling if you do it. It really is. And 99% of the time, no one will hear you unless you're going through a busy street at a slow speed. Someone might, but chances are, if you're out on the highway and you're praising God by yourself, only God's going to hear it. And God will appreciate it. God wants to hear that we want to praise Him. So we can be praying to Him, we can be praising Him, whether it's in our minds, what we're thinking, or whether it's in the words that we are speaking. And here is Jeremiah saying, we need to rejoice. We need to be thankful to God. It says the people had to be redeemed. Sometimes we need to be redeemed. We need to come back to God to find all that he has given us. God has blessed us all in so many ways. How often do we take time to thank God for what he's done for us? Do we ever really take time and say, God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I have this wonderful house to live in. I'm thankful that I have clothes to put on my back, multiple changes of clothes. I'm thankful that we have food on the table and extra food in the pantry. We're thankful for what we have. But quite often, we forget to tell God that. And I believe this is what Jeremiah was trying to tell his, the people then. And I believe that's what we need to think about today, that we are thanking God for all that we have. God has blessed us in so very, very many ways. So very many ways. But I want to talk about what John wrote. Now, the book of John was written by the disciple John. But he also talks about John the Baptist in there. So I don't want us to get confused of who's who. But John begins his writing <clears throat> excuse me, by saying, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he's saying that the Word was God, was Jesus Christ, is what he's trying to say here. So Jesus is the difference in our lives. I think sometimes we forget how important Jesus is. Jesus was from the very beginning. From the very beginning, it was the Trinity. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when he talks about the part where when Jesus came and the people didn't even recognize him, the people that he came for, which was we know that the Israelites were the chosen people, but yet the Israelites were the ones that didn't accept Jesus Christ. Now today, we are all like the Israelites. We're the chosen people. Every one of us, think about that. We are the chosen people. And as the chosen people, do we recognize Jesus Christ? We should recognize him. We should know that he is the Lord and the Savior. It says that we then are children of God. We're heirs with Jesus Christ. You ever think about that? We're brothers and sisters to Jesus Christ. And it says, it's not because of what we have done other than being born of God. And then he goes on to talk about Jesus, that he became flesh, and he was trying to prove the deity of Jesus Christ. John wrote a lot about the deity of Christ. And he says, he was the one and only. He came full of grace and truth. Some of the words that we think about when we think about Jesus, it says, first off, that he is the word, right? We know that he said he is the light. He is light. He is truth. And, and if we believe, if we believe, he can be everything to us. He can be all of those things. But we have to believe in Jesus Christ and we will receive the gift. Think about that. We receive the gift, not by what we do other than believing, but we receive the gift of Jesus Christ in our lives, the gift that gives us eternal life. So I want you to think a little more about this thing, word. We can think about it in our minds. We can speak it and, and communicate with one another, which he asks us to communicate to other people, to tell other people about Jesus Christ. We can read it when we pick up his book and read the words so we can communicate with one another. Have you ever been to a country where you couldn't speak their language? Anybody ever traveled outside of the U.S. and you were somewhere that the people didn't speak your language? When I was trucking, I had an opportunity to go to Quebec, Canada many years ago. Quebec, Canada, they speak French, right? I did find out they do not like to speak English, but most of them actually know English. But they will have a ball with you trying to communicate. <laughs> Trust me, they will. But, it, but can you imagine if we weren't able to communicate with one another? What a difference it would make in our lives. And even as, I'm sorry, I forgot her first name, brain fart there. Uh, anyway, as she said about the hand signals, we can, we, can do, we can do some kind of hand signals or something, but does that mean that we'll understand one another? It's more important that we understand the word, the words that we speak. 
And it's bad because it seems like uh, as time goes on, the same word gets more and more and more meanings. You ever find that? There's more meanings to different words than there ever was. I've got a dictionary about that big in my office. It's really large and I use it a lot because many times I read a word that I have no idea what it means. So I have to look it up. And then it's interesting because you might get a couple different meanings for the word. And you've got to figure out how does that fit into the sentence you're reading. So sometimes even though we know words, we struggle with some of the words that are out there. But I'm glad that Jesus has made it so that we can communicate with one another. We can talk to one another. We can tell people about Jesus Christ. And I believe this is what our scripture, if we read it, whether you go to the Old Testament or to the New Testament, it's still trying to tell us that we need to find Jesus Christ in our lives. Find God. You can say God and mean Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all in one. God always was. When John talks about, John the disciple, talks about John the Baptist, and he said that John the Baptist said that even though he was older than Jesus, that he had to respect Jesus because Jesus always was. When you study of the Israelites, they had a belief that no matter who the person was that was older than you, whether it be a day, a month, a year, whatever, you were to respect the person that's older. But what John the Baptist was trying to say that Jesus always was, so he was older than John the Baptist. Even though when we read the story of Jesus and John the Baptist, John the Baptist would have been six months older than Jesus, as far as Jesus, the human Jesus. But John clarified, John the Baptist clarified that Jesus always was from the very beginning. And we need to remember that because he created every one of us, because we are his chosen people, chosen people not just because we're not Israelites we're not even descendants probably of most of the Israelites if we think about it but Jesus came for everyone every one of us are now in that chosen group and because of that he wants us to believe in him and he wants us to find that that light in our life the truth the Jesus that we know and we need to speak that to other people. We need to be a living witness to everyone around us so that they know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. Amen? Amen. 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 Almighty God, you have blessed us in so many ways. And we're thankful that you were willing to send your son to come to this earth to be born as a baby and yet willing to die on a cross for each one of us. He is our word. He is our life. He is our life. He's everything to every one of us. And I pray that we remember that every day of our lives. I pray that we don't just think about Jesus for our hour on Sunday, but that we think of him every day. Every day, Lord. May we be the people that you've called us to be. 
your chosen ones, the ones that you love even when we are unlovable. So Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your love. We thank you for everything you've done for every one of us. And we give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.